Hey listener, this podcast is called Trigger Warning Romance for a reason. It is intended for an 18 plus audience due to the adult context and triggers that may be discussed in each episode. Please check the show notes for a full list of triggers and proceed with caution. You have been properly warned. It's time to count off the triggers. Hello and welcome to Trigger Warning Romance, everybody. I'm Nat. I'm Tori. And welcome to our one year podiversary. Woohoo! Yeah. Can you believe we've been doing this for a whole damn year? No, I cannot. You sh- you sent me that screenshot and I was just floored. I was like, how can that be? How has it been a year? I cannot believe that it's been a year honestly it feels like three months <laughs> yes it feels like i've known you for forever then yeah that's the weird part it feels like i've known you for 50 years but we've only been doing this for like a tad bit of time so i don't know how that's possible but i would agree with you on that though yeah um first i just want to thank everybody once again for taking a chance on this crazy podcast with two uh, girlies who have absolutely no idea who what they were doing in the beginning. And it was super clunky. I don't think that we're that bad anymore. I think we've actually figured out like a pretty decent, um, how, should, how could I put it? Yeah, rhythm or like formula. And uh, I really, I, I mean, it, it worked from the beginning because you and I have some crazy chemistry for some reason. Who knows um, why or how? I'm not going to question it, but you and I have... I'm just thankful for it. Me too. I'm thankful that, again, out of all the crazy people in the world that decided to answer my Facebook post, <laughs> you were one of the first people to respond. I'm the only person to stick around. <laughs> Well, you you were stuck with me by that point. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's crazy that we've been doing this for a year. But that tracks because my baby is 18 months old and she was a few months old when we first met. So yeah, so welcome. We're going to have a little bit of like a walk down memory lane. Uh, we're also going to talk about, since this is a book podcast, we should probably talk about some books. We're going to tell you about books we wish we could have we could read again for the very first time like if i were to give you book amnesia and you just forget everything about a book like which book would it would be maybe books that like really resonated with you um and books that i mean i'm sure some of them you probably already have heard about because we've probably either done them for the podcast or we've talked about them at length (laughs) At some point, do you ha- do you have one in mind, or do you want me to start? Well, why don't we do our trip down memory lane first? All right, let's do it. I have to find a list of what we've done because oh, I, I have a, a list of our very first episode. 
that we ever recorded was well actually our very first episode this is a little trivia our very first episode we've ever recorded was twist me but that was the second episode we ever put out because we decided that we should probably give people a little bit of a heads up of what what the hell they were walking into so we put out dark romance like 101 first but that episode is no longer to be heard anywhere because we took it down so we it's so bad we're we replaced it. it with a better one yes but uh, twist me was our very first book that we that we recorded yes um we have quite a few episodes guys so yeah intro to dark romance was the very first one we ever put out but it was the second one we ever recorded and that the new intro to romance that is still where it is but it's it's an updated one that we did for the Patreon. And we had to record Twist Me twice because the first time we talked about Twist Me, because it was our very first recording session, we forgot to talk about the sex. So then we had to like splice it in there. We had that sex and, and I wasn't very good at editing at that point. <laughs> I had no idea of what I was doing. So I've got like three hours of us talking about a book with absolutely no sex at all <laughs> like an hour and a half of us talking about nothing but the sex <laughs> and trying to put this five hour thing into a <laughs> one and a half hour i was oh yeah it was a learning curve yes again thank you for sticking with us because we know those first episodes were clunky and a little <clears throat> uh not great so However, we've gotten better, uh, and we have always been funny. So, in in my humble opinion, we are a, a riot. Cheers, I think my friend. So. Cheers, cheers. Oh yeah, we all we have wine. We we've decided that. I mean, let's. Who are we kidding? Most of our episodes that we record, we're drinking. But for this episode, we certainly had to celebrate and have a little drinky drink. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I, I did a couple of shots of whiskey, too. <laughs> nice. It's been that kind of day. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, what was your favorite episode for the season, for season one? Season one. Oh, that's hard. I think Dark Prince. Christine Fielding. You are fine. That's mine, too. <gasps> no. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I loved recording Dark Prince. I think the nostalgia aspect of it was really fun to reread that book. And again, we, we both were like, this book's not dirty whatsoever. Like, how did we think it was so scandalous? Um, But all yeah, it was just like a fun, comfortable hug of an episode. Yeah, and it felt so good. Mm -hmm. And even though it, the book is not in the not nearly as dark as we were used to. I mean, it is yeah. very pale on that gray scale. Yeah. Looking at it now. <laughs> I enjoyed reading it, rereading it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I'm really looking forward to when we eventually do Gregory's book. Yes. Yeah, we're definitely not doing everybody's because there's like literally 32 books. But the one I, we have to do Gregory and Savannah because we both printed on that book as well. So that's that's on my list. Mm -hmm. Our never ending list. Our never ending list. <laughs> and keep those wrecks coming, guys. Yes. I've got a, I've got a spreadsheet that I am just just adding to and yeah, kind of 
pick at random depending on what we're feeling that week. Yeah, we are mood readers is hard. That's 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 one of the aspects of this podcast that I don't enjoy is that we have to read a book. <laughs> because because I mean, of course we have to put out that we're reading it so that you guys can get it however you're getting it from the library or Kindle or or you know, a physical copy how and then you know, everybody has to read it so that they're ready for the podcast and if we pick a book that we're, I'm just not in the mood for, not that it's a bad book, but like one I'm not in the mood for, it's it's hard for me to get into sometimes. I have that problem because if I'm not in the mood for that specific trope or that specific genre, reading it is a real chore. And yeah. I don't like to read when it's a chore. Me too. Me too. So I, I ha- I've been trying to come up with a better solution and I just haven't found one. I don't think there is one, unfortunately, because like... I said we need somewhat of a schedule so that the readers know what book we're reading and what book to read um, and so that we are of any sort because if we, if we just remember in the very beginning we kind of just like well what are we reading next and like it took us forever to figure one out yeah you know and then we're like scrambling last minute to find a book and then if it's a book that neither of us has read that's the other thing we've learned we need to pick a book we've one of us has at least read it because a few times we've picked a book neither of us have read. And there was a reason why we hadn't read them. Yeah. And they just weren't right for the podcast or they just weren't good books. Um, we're not going to say which ones they are because some of you guys really like those books. We keep getting recommendations for some of them. And we're like, we just didn't like the book or the book is just not dark or. Yeah, it's just not right for us. You know, I like reading for the podcast specifically crazy concepts and dark dark books because we are trigger warning romance i can't be giving you lukewarm like dove gray books our brand is on the line (laughs) so we have barely started season two but it's bananas that we have started season two we have do you know what our most popular episode is to this day not off the top of my head so the most popular episode is actually i'm not counting intro to dark romance because everybody listens to that right because right. it's the first one it's actually haunting adeline the oh, most that popular because so i mean yes it's a great book so that is uh that is i think where a, a lot of our listeners came from because the book was popular and they they were probably Googling it and our podcast popped up and they were like, what is this? And then thankfully we didn't um, botch that episode <laughs> and they liked us. Actually, I'm showing that Twisting is our top is our top one, followed by Den of Vipers, then Haunting Adeline. <gasps> it changed then because last time I looked, it was Haunting Adeline. Um, wow. so I, just, I just pulled up our, our metric and... We've had almost almost twelve hundred listens to Twist Me. What? Oh, you're right. Holy crap! That's some kind of crazy. That is crazy. This whole thing is crazy, though, so it's fine. But we appreciate you guys sticking with us while we're while we're on this short hiatus. We have more coming. We do have more coming. We will be back on a regular schedule at some point. Yeah. Um, I just. I was just Tori, and I severely overcommitted myself. 
and you throw over commitment with some underlying health issues and you just yeah yeah it's <laughs> fine you have the words we will get back to a regular schedule programming sooner rather than later um i have a few guest hosts uh lined up so so that i can supplement when tori's not feeling well um and when we you know again like i i have a few guest hosts lined up so i think you're gonna love all of them because you love so far you've loved all the guest hosts um we've had two so far two we've had corbin which i will have back um for when dylan puts out the second book of um this primal primal book yes i was gonna say savage close enough (laughs) um (laughs) And then uh, Zoe Blake, who could forget? Uh, my life's goal is achieved. I spoke to Zoe Blake on a podcast. Oh my God, did you see that she is writing a, a sixth book for the Ruthless Obsession series? No, how did I miss that? How did I miss that? Tell me everything. What? Absolutely nothing about it. I have racked my brain trying to figure out what characters it is. Oh, I'm messaging but, her. <laughs> but I saw it... Um, I'm on her arc team. And so am I. Out, How did I miss that? She sent out a, a packet, which I loved, that gives you a, an idea of how to write a good review. Oh. Which I thought was excellent. Um, she gave me some really, really good feedback um, through that, not directed to me, but just In I general. learned a lot from it. But she's got her two new series that's coming out this year. Yes. The we heard about that. Cavalieri. Yeah, 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 yeah. Billionaires. And then there's the one from the diamond industry, but I don't remember the name of that one. Yeah. Um, but in there, one of the books coming out that she has planned to come out this year is another book in the Ruthless Obsession series. Oh my god. I wonder who it is. I don't know. We weren't introduced to anybody that, at least not yes. that I can recall. No, we were. Remember, we got real mad. <laughs> and one of the the oh, baker, the baker, yeah, the baker, friend. yeah, and yes, the baker friend has to be her because I was it's like, gonna... remember, I clocked. We both clocked her. We, we were both like, clocked her. She's getting railed next. Who's she getting railed by? And then it never happened, and I got real mad. I knew she had something. Mm, Zoe Blake. Oh, I'm messaging you, Zoe Blake. You're getting text messages up the wazoo. <laughs> Smoke signals. Anything. But how cool is it that you are able to text message Zoe? That's what I mean. Like, my life's goal is complete. I I am on a first name basis with Zoe Blake and Anna Zares. And Dylan Page. And Dylan Page. I wasn't finished. And Dylan Page. And Drethy Annis. Who else? Yeah. I'm probably missing a whole bunch. But it's bananas. And I... Especially because I was writing this list out. Brooklyn Cross. Yes. Oh, and- Lexi. Lexi C. Foss. Oh, I, I, I talked to Lexi. But I've got some of her books on my list that I want to do. And Dee Dee Prince. Dee Dee, Yes. See, that's what I mean. Um, we can't start naming names because then I, then we forget like half the people we we want to. Vivian Murdoch. 
everybody. Vivian. Oh my god, Vivian and her dark vampire oh, books. I can't wait till we dive into those two books. So yeah. that's us fangirling. Anyway, why don't we what makes a book special to you? Like what makes that book a book that you wish you could have read again for the first time? That's a really good question because it's different for every book. There is not one particular thing that makes me, that draws me in and goes, oh, I want to reread that. It is the way that it hits my heart. And whether that is in a good way or a bad way, I mean, whether it is because the love story is so intense that it pulls at the heartstrings or because there is some kind of tragedy that pulls at the heartstrings that makes me want to experience that emotion again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would have to say that it's it's very dependent on the book. What about you? I have to say that it's it has to be something unexpected, something I haven't seen before, right? That really shocks me almost. Yeah. Um, obviously, it has to be hot. Um, yeah, no slow burns for Nat. We learned no that. Slow burns, no slow burns. But yeah, it just has to be something... It has to, as we're going to quote Faded Mates here again, um, something that really takes the finger, like something that really commits, even if it's not, even if it it doesn't really maybe play out well or isn't executed properly yet, like, but it's, it's an author that's really trying, right? Like they're really going for it and they're, they're not afraid to take some chances um and because most of the time those chances pay off and that book sticks in your mind like you're like oh my god could you believe when blah 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 happened right um it has to be memorable like that's what makes it memorable to me and of course i have to i want to connect to the characters and to the story but that's a given like if you're if you're reading most books that are well written that's gonna happen but what is it about that one specific well-written book that's really standing out to you that makes you want to read it again and to me it's seeing something that I haven't seen before my first thought when you said that was the torment duology Mm. by um, Dylan Dylan. Page that's on my list again yeah that's also on my list that do that duet fantastic absolutely incredible and it was, it was not what I expected it to be. No. And I loved that. We haven't done that for the podcast. How have we not done that duet for the podcast? I, well, I've got kind of a tentative schedule for us worked out. And I'm that's sure you actually. <laughs> Sorry. That was your outside voice, Nat. Drink a little more. Um, But that is on my list of that I want to do. And I am really looking forward to Echoes when it comes out. Yes. I have Dylan's on my radar because the second book of the primal is coming out at some point. Uh-huh. And I can't wait for that because some, what was her name? Oh my God. Is it Stephanie? Stephanie. Yes. Stop. Stephanie needs to get railed. Um, And yeah, Echoes. I can't, I cannot wait for Echoes. So those two books are definitely on my radar. They're going to be one of those. I will drop everything I'm doing and pick up the book when it comes out. Dylan, yeah. how are we not getting um arcs? Of, we're, we're getting arcs of those, right? <clears throat> Your best friends from Trigger Warning Romance are getting arcs of those, right? Right? 
Sorry. <laughs> you like how I shamelessly just bully my way into people's archetypes? I love it. I think it's great. I, I, I need to learn how to do that. Oh, you just, you shamelessly just ask. You say, hey, buddy, um, this is this is where you have to take the um the self-doubt out of your brain <laughs> and like the imposter syndrome and flush it down the toilet and you say hey um so i have this really cool podcast it's it's totally up your alley it's a dark romance podcast where people um who like dark romance things listen and they like to, they like to know my opinion on things so you going to give me that arc <laughs> Books that I would reread for the first time. The Emerald Lakes series by Britt Andrews. I think I may have mentioned it once or twice before. You have, but it's okay. You can mention it. It's, these are going to be the books that we have mentioned before because we clearly love them, right? Absolutely. They, they. It's just so very well done. And I like that it's not dark in the beginning. The first book is not dark. But it gets darker and darker and darker with each book. And again, I'm glad that I read it. I came late to that party because all five books were out when I read it for the first time. Because if I had gotten to the end of book two and had to wait for three or four months, I might have murdered somebody. Of course, I'm going to say Anna's heirs twist me and torment her mind because those were some of the very, very first dark romances I've ever read when I found out that this was a genre that people wrote because I didn't think anybody was writing this kind of stuff because again we're going to internalize everything and, and say like oh but this is wrong right like you shouldn't want to read this stuff but if we're going to go off and like mention books that we haven't actually really talked about on the podcast I'm going to have to I'm going to say something a little bit kind of off because they're not necessarily dark, but I really, really enjoyed them. The first one is going to have to be Wolf Gone Wild. Do you remember Wolf Gone Wild by Juliet Cross? Oh, that was so much fun. Right? Wolf Gone Wild is not a dark romance, but it has elements of dark romance because it is about a witch and a werewolf who's inner werewolf is kind of stuck because of a curse that was put on him and he needs her help and because of that this inner werewolf has like its own personality within the person it's almost like the animal living within the person and he is his name is alpha and alpha is our type of dude right he's a riot on top of yeah. being a type of dude he's hysterical but that Talk about things that I haven't seen done before. I've never seen that. And also that that scene in the haunted house will live rent free in my brain for the rest of eternity. I got to say, all of these books with the haunted houses <laughs> makes me regret that I punched somebody in a haunted house and now do not go in them. <laughs> because this that apparently goes on in there is mind-blowing and I wouldn't mind trying it yes but Alpha pretty much corners Evie the the heroine in this teeny tiny room in the haunted house and kind of has his way with her and Mateo who is the actual like the human has absolutely no say and when he comes back to 
himself is absolutely traumatized that he assaulted this lady in the haunted house. But she liked it. She didn't complain. No, no. She loved it. She loved it just as much as you and I loved it. I have a palate cleanser for you guys that I think is going to be a book that I'm going to have to say that I will want to read. Like, I've read it, just recently finished it. It's fantastic. And I think it's going to be one one of those books that will be on my list for I wish I could have read it again. And I don't know. I will. I'll save it and I'll tell you about it during palate cleanser. But. It's in this series and it's amazing. Awesome. What's another one you got for me? Mine, I think one of mine would be Cruel Idols by Sorcha Black. Primal and the chase scenes in that book. OMG. They are so well done. I think it was probably my first real exposure to Primal and I fell in love. Well, I fell in lust. I guess (laughs) might be a better way of stating that. Um. But if I could read that one again for the first time, I would happily do so. Prime, I mean, sign me up. We we know I love me a primal scene, especially a chasing primal scene. So, have you read this one? I have. Okay, it I have it on our list for us to do at some point. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's totally up our alley. It I is would, right up what we do. I haven't read it in a while, which is perfect because I won't read it until we need to read it for the podcast because that'll be fresh again. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's a good one. Oh, I haven't read it in ages. Another one I have to say is, and and these I have mentioned before, The X-Clan by Lexi C. Foss, that whole series, but specifically Andorra Sector and Winter's Arrow. I think it's book one and three. Those are the two. The first, because of that grovel that he has to do at the end, because of how horribly he was treating the heroine throughout the whole book. I mean, talk about an alpha that is after my own heart. He saw her. He wanted her. He took her. He shot her up with fertility drugs, put her into a forced heat. She was a human. She had no idea what was happening. Knocked her up against her will, kept her as prisoner, treated her like shit. She went into a depression, and then he realized he fucked up and commenced the grovel, which... One of my favorite grovel scenes. Love me a grovel. That's what I, again, I've never seen that done before. Like, I've never seen a hero actively try to push himself away from a heroine to punish her and also punish himself. Like, it it was a it was heartbreaking, right? But it made me, it, I was bawling my face off, but it made me feel. The next one is a, is a trilogy. Well, it's not a trilogy anymore because Zoe expanded it. But if I could read Ward again for the first time. I had time, that on my list too, yeah. The length that Richard went to to manipulate not just Lizzie, but Lizzie's entire world was mind-blowing. And again, it was beautifully executed. And there were times when I was at the reader... I wasn't quite sure what was happening, what was real and what wasn't. And I love the fact that she was able to immerse me into that world so much that I didn't know. Yes, 100% agree with you. That series was also on my list. And I think it is because, again, you've never seen it done before, right? I've never read anything like that before. Nothing like that before or since. Or since, correct. And I, too, was confused. I was like, wait, is this a historical? 
but wait, it's not a historical, but it feels like a historical. And that, again, talk about scenes leaving rent free in my head. Not in a, this one was not in a good way because I, that was a one interesting way to figure out what the hell figging was. <laughs> and I've never looked at Ginger the same way again. And I was like baffled because this was pretty early on in my dark romance journey. So I was I wasn't like a seasoned vet veteran. And I was like, what is happening? I love yeah, it was wild. Yes, like you, I've never seen a hero that committed to fucking up a, a lady's life for um, his own benefit. Just to clarify, that series has been rebranded. And Ward is no longer Ward. It is now Wicked Games. Yes. Um, Dark Obsession Book One. So if you're looking for that, look under Wicked Games. But trust me, if you haven't read it, it will blow your mind. Yes. I guess speaking of Zoe Blake, we I will also have to say that the Cruel Games. Oh, no, that not cruel. No, not Cruel Games. Sorry. You know me. I'm really horrible at titles. Um, <laughs> Ruthless Obsession. Nope. Oh, okay. Uh, Ruthless Obsession. Specifically, that book with the, the window scene at the hotel. So Ivan. Ivan's book. Yeah, Ivan's book. Savagery. Sweet Savagery blew my mind. It also blew Dr. Friend's mind. So, because that underwater book blowjob i've never i've never read anything like that before nope right i love that we're just saying underwater blowjob and like people know exactly what we're talking about <laughs> that's the wildest thing i've ever said in my whole life <laughs> um but yeah i mean zoe blake and Azares, pretty much any book of theirs let's just leave it there okay any book of theirs i wish i could have read all over again but the brutal boys of Everlake prep series um it is also most people know it by the first book in the series which is kings of quarantine it was my first exposure to reverse harem and it was really the books that kind of pulled me back into dark romance because once i read that there was no stopping me but i love how it's the united states of anarchy everything is so modeled after reality that it's Hard to remember that it's not real, especially because there's the pandemic. And the pandemic is carried through the series, just as we were going through it. So there was some really interesting parallels there. If you haven't read it and you want to read it, all four books are out. So there's no hangers because Caroline Peckham and Suzanne Valenti, who are the authors, they are the Wicked Twisted Sisters. Mm. And they're cliffhangers are legendary they are horrible um i quit reading one of their series because of it oh i got to book four of zodiac academy and i threw my kindle literally i <laughs> threw my kindle and so now all of the books are just piling up in my library because i, I pre-ordered all of them and they're just piling up and piling up but i refuse to read it until all the books are out i just are you playing with filters i'm trying to find a party hat because we're celebrating Ah, okay. I was like, why is there a piece of... <laughs> it was the closest I found so far. Nat's having way too much fun. <laughs> but The Kings of Quarantine would definitely be on my list. Um, the final book in that series, Queen of Quarantine, is probably in one of my top five favorite books. It was just very well done. Your turn. I have to focus. Okay. Uh, which one do I want to go to next? 
I'm going to go to uh, The Sordid Duet by Nikki Sloan. Have you read The Sordid Duet by Nikki Sloan? It is on my TBR, but I have not read it yet. It's fucking incredible. It's everything. It's totally, we probably should do it for the podcast. The thing that I found almost like it's it's not outstanding in in any of, of the ways that like it, it has been done before but the first thing that i that has never been done in um i guess the publishing world cuz it was traditionally published and in the traditionally published world non-con is not a thing like you cannot write non-con in a traditionally published book you can write it self-published and you know indie but traditionally published books, it's it's hard. And Amazon put it in the dungeon for a while because it was such a popular traditionally published book. Um, and I'm not saying it wasn't remarkable. Like, it was a great book. It, it was really hot. Um, it's about a student who goes to a college frat party and she's had a crush on her TA this whole time, like for one of the classes. And he's there, right? And he date rapes her, like flat out date rapes her in one of the college frat bedrooms. And then after he does, drugs her, tries to roofie her and brings her home because he's thinking that roofie will interfere with her like memory and she won't remember that he did what he did to her. But she does. And at that point, it comes out that oh, well, he's also, like, the son of a big mafioso, and it can't be getting out that he's been date-raping anybody. So he keeps her as his slave. Oh! Yes. Um, And then shenanigans ensue and all this stuff. It's a very, very... I mean, Nikki Sloan writes a hot book. It's a hot book. It's a well-written book. Um... It's a duet, right? So the first book is a little bit... I think the first book is darker than the second. Um, the second book is them working everything out with, between his family and stuff. It's it's like a whole thing. But, um, I like, again, I've never seen it done on such a traditional level. And it was it was a hot book. And I, I've recommended it multiple times to multiple people. Also... Side note, I have to tell you about a book I recommended for my friend's book club. Oh, boy. I'm listening. My friend asked me for a book rec. She knows about the podcast. She reads more regular books. Her book club reads a lot of Colleen Hoover. Not our speed kind of book, okay? And she asked me for a mafia book because they wanted to read a mafia book. And my mind immediately went to my regulars. But I was like, no, I can't, I can't, I can't. These people read Colleen Hoover. I cannot give them Zoe Blake or Anna Zares or Dee Dee Prince. Like, they're gonna, their brains will not comprehend what I'm doing. So I gave them what I thought was a mild choice. <laughs> I gave them Decept- uh, Deceptive Vows by Faith Summers. I think that's the name. Hang on. You know, I'm horrible at names. And that you are listening to. Deceptive Owls. Yes, it's one that I've been listening to um, by Faith Summers. And I, by my standards, it was like a dark-ish book. My friend is like, 
she texted me and she's like, well, I finished the book you recommended. I was like, okay. She's like, that was very triggering. There was a lot in there. And I was like, yeah, the, the beginning is a little violent. And she's like, what about all the rape? happen like it's implied and um i'm waiting with bated breath because her book club gets together i think this weekend <laughs> oh, i can't wait to hear how that goes uh hang on i gotta read you some of these text messages guys it she's fuck i mean she was fine she was like not expecting i i did warn her i was like this is a dark romance and in my opinion it was a very light dark romance because she wanted it was dub connie okay she wanted him but to her it was rape so you know everybody has their lines yeah it's fine again we have to be like these people read colleen hoover not that there's anything wrong with colleen hoover but it's not trigger warning romance approved she says overall i did like it it brought a lot of feelings out of me which was obviously intended to um and her husband would say that he benefited from her reading it <laughs> so it did its job but she goes one of my friends texted me and she says there's a lot of sudden sex <laughs> have i told you my sudden sex story <sighs> anyway she's still friends with me so that's good right was living in this tiny little town that had a law school, which is really the only thing of note. And that was why I was living there. But you had two options if you wanted to go out to eat. You had Pizza Hut or the Waffle House. And I was studying and the Waffle House was open all night. So I've got my books and I'm, I'm sitting there at the table, eating as I read. And I noticed that the couple that is sitting just a couple tables away looked very similar. I would swear that they're related. I can't prove that, but I am positive that they are. But out of nowhere, this guy goes, well, rape is just sex you don't expect. <laughs> I don't see what the problem is. <gasps> and I was like, oh <sighs> my God. Check. <laughs> I have not been back to a Waffle House because that triggered me so bad. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with that man? Me now at 45, I would have given him a piece of my mind. Back then, I was just like, I got to get out of here. Did I ever tell you that kind of reminded me about the time that an acquaintance, I wouldn't say in a friend, but he was a an acquaintance of mine and Mr. Savage's pretty much told me that he could give me an orgasm even if I didn't want it. Like he he said he was going to rape me behind the bushes to prove that an orgasm could have just been given in front of Mr. Savage. And I was like, did you just say that you were going to rape me to prove a point in front of my boyfriend? And Mr. Savage let him live? I, I No comment. <laughs> yeah, we were all hanging out. It was a summer night and our friend's backyard and i don't remember who knows how these topics come about but i was trying to say that like a woman's orgasm is really just a, a lot of, of mental stuff right like if she's not feeling it like it's not it's not i'm not saying that a man doesn't have to be into it but it's a lot easier for a man than it is for a woman and he said that absolutely not he could he's like 
I could give anybody an orgasm even if they didn't want it. I could take you behind those bushes right now and you would come. And I was like, are you insane? And then Mrs. Savage literally looks in his face and is like, did you just say you were going to try and rape my girlfriend? <laughs> anyway, we haven't seen that person since because he doesn't come around. Because I do believe <laughs> Mr. Savage scared the living shit out of him. Please. As he should have. As he should have. For that dark bo- dark book boyfriend. What? That's yes. His favor. Look, look, he has potential. He has potential. <laughs> Although, you guys know the boots, right? Everybody's been following the TikTok, the boots shenanigans. No. Tori hasn't. A re- real quick, real fast. Mr. Savage and I went out on a date night to a fancy-ish restaurant in town. Um, and there was clearly a couple sitting like in across from us that was on their very first date or like, honestly, they're maybe their third because the way this woman was dressed was clearly to impress the man mm-hmm. um, and to get him to be very interested in her in a sexual manner. Okay. Like this is, and I'm not saying it, it I'm not knocking her for it. Like, she reminded me a lot of the way I used to dress back when Mrs. Savage and I first started dating and I wanted to impress him with the way I looked, right? I wanted to look cute. And she had on this short, cute black dress and these thigh-high stiletto heels. It was a hot look, okay? Again, like, no offense to her, but we were, like, in a restaurant in town. Like, it wasn't... It wasn't really appropriate. She was dressed for a club when we were in a restaurant. Which was fine. Again, who knows? Maybe they were going to a club afterwards. Who who, who, cares? who knows? Anyway, so I, I was like, oh, babe, like, look, she looks so cute. Like, she's clearly trying to impress him. Do you remember when I had boots like that? This man said no. This man said no to me about the boots. And I had been consuming a lot of alcoholic beverages. And I was like, what do you mean you don't remember? I used to wear these shits for you, like, in bed. Like, I used to wear the boots and, like, a hot outfit and, like, lingerie and the boots. And you you don't remember this. And he said no. In my drunken stupor, to prove him, I was like, I will fucking remind this asshole. So I went on Amazon and I ordered all the outfits, okay? I ordered the boots. I ordered the dresses, the lacy things, the, the garters, the, the everything, okay? Then literally the next day, I, I'm... I'm getting an Amazon alert that like something's coming. And I was like I said, I was pretty drunk when I ordered this. And the man is an evil genius. It came to an epiphany came to me as I sat there on the playroom floor of my kids playroom with a coffee in hand as I'm hung over watching these children run around after this night out. That man gaslit me into believing that he didn't remember the fucker remembers and it's just that i haven't dressed like that for him in quite a while my fault my fault okay this is what he usually gets a hoodie and some pajama pants um and all he really ever had to say was like hey babe like could you dress cute for me again and i would totally do it but he was an evil genius and he gaslit me into believing that he didn't remember any of my cute outfits pause i have the boots hello are those six inches? Those are, yeah, they're fucking hot. I'm almost as tall as him in those boots. You could go on TikTok. You can see me in the boots. There's a couple okay. of videos. Anyway, I don't remember where I was going with this. But anyway, I have cute outfits now. Where was I going with the boots? 
I don't know. You asked me if I if if we were following the boots on TikTok. I don't remember. I'm drunk. But um <laughs> you see a key key factor here? Oh, oh no. I know I know what I was going with this. So I dressed up real cute for him the other day. Uh in an outfit I could not post on TikTok because it was a little spicy. And he walks into the bedroom and laughs. He laughed at me in the cute outfit. And you let him live? Yeah, I mean he did he did attack me right after he laughed, but his first reaction was laughter. And it hurt my feelings just a little bit because I looked great, Tori. I looked fucking hot. No, I no doubt. No doubt. Anyway, so yeah, he has potential, but then he also does shit like that and he laughs at the cute, sexy, not in a cute, it was sexy, sexy as fuck. I looked like a, I belong, like I just needed a whip and I would have been right at home at like one of Rara's from Pink Kinks parties. Yay. We have gone. Welcome to Trigger Warning Romance. It's a year later and we still go on tangents. <laughs> Only now our tangents have tangents. Yes. Hope you enjoyed. Tell us about another book you'd like to read for the first time again. Um, I think Wrong by Adelaide Forrest had some of the best non-con and CNC that I think I have ever read. On top of that, we've got the age gap. You've got the taboo nature of the relationship between, you know, she calls him uncle and has mm-hmm. known him all her life. He's her dad's best friend to the kidnapping. I mean, every layer of that book hit every spot it needed to. Yeah, that was a hot book. I agree. And then the other one, I would say in that same specter, Descent, Sam Mariano. I'm so glad that we read that. We did that one. Yeah, that was so fucking good. I remember the very fir- the very first time I read that book, I was blown away. And then you and I were we were just starting to talk about the podcast and we were just getting on FaceTime and just kind of talking the way we we would about books, but not recording it. And we were supposed to read another book to talk about. And you were like, I really want to read this book. And I was like, I just read it, but I can certainly use this as any deterrent to like read this book again. Like I need let's just read it again. So I read that book back to back. And then when we read it for the podcast, I hadn't read it since. And it was like six months prior or something. And it held up really well. It did because I read it the first time when we were talking and then I didn't read it again, but I reread it for the podcast. And Hal is such an incredible antihero. I mean, he was so smooth and so smart in his manipulation. It was so well done. I don't think I've ever read a hero that was as calculated as Cal has ever has been. And again, things that stick into my mind when I'm talking about these books are scenes that like replay in my mind over and over again. And you know what scene I'm going to tell you about? Him stealing the cat? Oh, that's for you. For me, the temple scene. That's my second one. Yeah. The temple scene was next level. I mean, that whole date was next level. I need to date a billionaire is what I have come to a conclusion of. I don't think Mrs. Savage will go for that. But a girl can dream. Yeah, that that temple scene, fucking incredible. Again, 
how calculated he calculated that whole thing over like how can i get her alone how can i get her to feel safe and then he knew her so well he knew she was like a rule follower and a goody two shoes and she would do anything to like not get caught including getting raped oh that was yeah i think dissent and wrong both came out about the same time yes that's why I went right to it, because you said wrong, and I was like, yes, I read wrong, and then right about that time, I read the sin. I would also think After Effect by T.L. Hodel. I haven't read that one. We are going to read it for the podcast. Okay. We have to read it for the podcast. It's the first book in her Order of Ravens and Wolves series. It's a secret society, high school bully. And the one of the things that, that bothers me about high school books is that... These kids have all, these guys always have all of this power and they are so amazing and so frightening. That's true in an after effect, but there's a reason why. And it, it backs up those claims. And I don't think there is one other book there. There's one other series that I can read that I can, I can think of. And it is also on my list. And that is the Deadly Seven series by Cassie Hargrove and Storybrooks. I haven't read that either. It is a reverse harem. Seven guys. That's a lot of guys. A lot of guys. But they all identify as one of the seven deadly sins. And the female main character is in witness protection. And she and her dad are relocated to this this small town um, where she's going to college. And the one of the guys is a police officer. And he is assigned to her as her bodyguard. He thought he was babysitting a kid. He didn't realize she was an 18-year-old body. And it's got two stalkers. <gasps> two. One good guy, one not good guy. Okay. Double the stalkers, double the fun. <laughs> Breed is next level. I mean, he is just next level. But the bad stories for the guys blew my mind because you have everything from surviving a fanatical, misogynistic sex, you know, religious cult to severe abuse and neglect to one guy who had a perfectly normal upbringing. And the way that they're, the way that, that they come together, because the harem doesn't like her at first. They, they aren't, they don't want her. They're all fascinated with her, but they're, they're very suspicious. You know, why is she really here? And it's dark and there's some tragedy. There's a surprise pregnancy. Um... It's just, it, it is everything that I love about dark romance, and it is thrown into a reverse harem. There are all kinds of swords crossing everywhere. Ooh. There is some male-on-male CNC, <gasps> which I had never seen before. It was fucking hot. Okay. Panties just disintegrated. <laughs> um, But... I mean, just all the way around, it was, it, it is top notch. It, it is one of my, one of my favorite series. That sounds great. So I'm going to talk about a book that's, again, it's not necessarily considered dark romance, but it's, uh, it's in that realm. And we've talked a lot about the heroes in these books and like how we love the heroes in a lot of these books for specific reasons. Most of them is because they're, psychotic jealous possessive controlling and all the things you don't want in real life but we don't really talk about the heroines and 
This book I'm going to tell you about, it is one of my favorite heroines, hands down. And it's Wicked Abyss by Cressley Cole. It is a part of the Immortals After Dark series. It's a very long series. In my humble opinion, you don't need to read them in order. You can, I mean, you should. You should read them in order. But I actually started with this book. I started with Wicked Abyss because it is a fairy. The heroine is a fairy and the hero is a demon with horns. I like it. And it is just a really well-written book. Um, they are fated mates. The All the immortal Astodarks uh, books are fated mates. So if you like that trope, go for it. Again, not necessarily dark. They're not. They're very conventional books, but they definitely have darker elements in a lot of them. And in this one, again, the, the, they're fated mates. And in, a, in, the, in another lifetime, she wronged him real, really bad. And he remembers and she doesn't. So he is after her for revenge. And she's been kicked out of the fairy world and is, get this, she's living in the human world and she is working as a fairy princess in Walt Disney World. That's her job. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And anyway, she gets kidnapped and brought to him and he is just out for revenge, right? But again, she has no idea what the fuck he is revengeful about because she doesn't remember him. She doesn't remember anything about it. She's one of the strongest heroines I've ever read because she does not put up with any of his bullshit. And it's, I mean, it's also hot. It's so hot because he he's a demon who is in demon form. He's not one of these pretty demons, right? Yeah. And like the more grotesque he gets, like kind of the, you have to read the book. It's fucking great. But like, the longer he goes without a certain thing happening, the the more demon-like he gets. He used to be attractive. He used to be like a supermodel when he first started out. But then like as the years went on, he grew horns and he grew all this other stuff. Anyway, it's fantastic. Um, she kicks his ass. She kicks him out of his demon world and quotes <laughs> Beyonce at him. And it's fucking hysterical. I love it. Yes. Again, I did not read this series in order. And I loved this book. I think it's like book seven or eight. Like it's not it's not even like two, three or four. It's like way in there. And um, it's it's great. I love her. She's amazing. And I wish I was her as a human. Like I wish I had her essence in me because she's badass. She would wear the shit out of those boots. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to take my next one as nine minutes. I think that I have mentioned it maybe once because you were kind of interested, but it starts out in the viewing room of the death chamber, I guess, at a prison. And the hero is being put to death. And it takes him nine minutes to die. The heroine is watching. Oh, that's right. I do remember this. <gasps> I do remember this. And the twists and turns throughout the series. I, I would love to tell, the, tell you what happens. Don't tell us. But... I'm not going to spoil it because it is it is worth every moment that it takes to read it. It once the story gets started, it's in the 70s when the female main character is kidnapped. Mm. I want to say she was like 15 when she was kidnapped. So that's a problem for some people, I know. But watching her fall in love and seeing how wrong things go and then seeing everything 
turn around chef's kiss perfect it's by beth flynn and it's the the nine minutes trilogy and i need to put that on my, my reread list to do soon sounds good i think we should wrap it up because we've been talking for a little while yeah guys i have not been keeping up with the books for the show notes on this one simply because there were just too many to keep up with yeah um but if you have questions about a specific book shoot us something across our social media um you can get Matt or I, either one on TikTok, you can guess on Instagram at Trigger Warning Romance. You've, you've got the contact sheet on our TriggerWarningRomance.com. Mm. There are all the ways to get in touch with us. So yes. so please feel free to. Yes, please do. Do you have any palate cleansers for us? I do. Please. I have ahead. really been struggling lately. And you know that. Yeah. Um, between school and volunteering and some health issues has been really hard to be Tori. And one of our listeners reached out after our last episode and she said, don't beat yourself up. You're only human. You're doing the best you can and it's okay. Um, and I really needed to hear that. And we had a, a, a very short dialogue, um, but I really appreciated her for taking the time to express how much she loves the podcast and how much it means to her. And how much you and I mean to her, yeah. um, even though she's never met us. Yeah. And that that just touched me today. Yeah, you guys are the best. Like, we have the best listeners, hands really down. Do. And how supportive you are and how nice you are and how understanding and, like, just patient. Because we're a hot mess sometimes just because we're human. And just like Tori says, like, things happen. And we really appreciate you guys. And I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry on this podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna cry but I feel I feel very grateful for everybody including you Tori I feel so grateful for have, having met you and you truly feel like my best friend I've never met in my entire life I know it's crazy how yeah. how much our friendship means to me and how glad I am I am so thankful that I answered that random ass Facebook post <laughs> Yes. Not much great things have come from Facebook, but you have come from Facebook and I'm very grateful for you. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, again, I'm not, I'm getting a little weepy here, but it's because you've all been so phenomenal to us. Um, never feel like you are bothering us or being annoying when you reach out. We love here. Both of us love hearing from you. Um and we're we're happy to just have a chat, even if it's about absolutely nothing. So we love you. And thank you for listening. And you have a palate cleanser that you mentioned earlier that you haven't told I know, us. but it's going to sound so stupid after all the nice stuff you just said. <laughs> well, you could just do it and then splice mm -hmm. more when you edit. No, it's fine. I'm just going to tell you. It's... It's actually maybe we need it, right? We need, after being so emotional, we need a nice little spicy super, because this is spicy. I mentioned to you guys Wolf Gone Wild by Juliet Cross. This is another book in that series. It is called Always Practice, Always Practice Safe Hex. And it is about a witch and a grim, a grim reaper. And it's hot, guys. Oh, it's that, it's her sister. It's her sister. Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of books and they're all hot. Okay. But 
Wolf Gone Wild and Always Practice Safe Hex stand out to me in that because it is about that human, right, who has that animalistic other dark side inside of them. That's their magical side. And the Grim Reaper have something inside of them. It's called the darkness and they keep it hidden. And the Grim Reapers are like my kryptonite here, guys, because they're they're really secretive and mysterious and nobody knows a lot about them. Um, but it's about this uh, witch, the the witches from the first book that I was telling you about, her sister, and this Grim Reaper who meet in a contest, and they're it's an enemies to lovers because they're against each other, and he it's faded mates as well because his Green Ripper like his darkness sees her and is like mine, that's mine, she's mine, no one will touch her. I need inside of her in every way possible. It is very BDSM heavy if you guys are into that because this darkness of his is like this literal dark smoke that comes out of him and like ties her up and and stuff. It's hot. Tori, you love this book. If you loved Wolf Gone Wild, you're going to love this just as much. It's not as funny because Alpha was funny as fuck. It's not as funny, but it's hot. Well, I have a question for you about that series. Okay. Has Jewel had her book yet? No, that's the next. Well, it has come out. I haven't read it. Yes. I have been waiting on that story. Yes, that story is out. And I am, uh, I'm actually looking for my, my BFF gave me for Christmas Audible, um, like gift card and I can't find it. (laughs) don't know where i put it so i'm looking for it because i want to listen to the next the jewels one i'll tell you which one it is resting witch face that's the book and it is out it's on kindle unlimited all these are on kindle unlimited i have listened to all of them on audible because i have because they're not as dark so i can listen to them on audible while i'm driving or doing the dishes or laundry or whatever so um i'm and the the narration's fantastic the guy's voices yeah she's turning red guys it's so good guys he's like this last book he was like like i said like telling her to like get on her knees and shit and like swallow his cum and all this other shit and i was like driving to a doctor's office (laughs) it's like turning beet red and i have a question yeah did you ever think in your younger life, that you would be having conversations that included get down on her knees and swallow his cum <laughs> or underwater blowjob. I have That's a perfectly normal part of the conversation. Oh, I'm going to cry. No, I haven't. It's so, guys, the audio is so good. I have to play you some of it. I don't know if I'm allowed, but I think if I play like a little teeny slice of just this guy's voice, you have to hear it. Gareth. Yeah, his name is Gareth. As I pulled my car into the garage of my home on Britannia Street, I was still reeling from dinner with Lavinia. I'd never intended to confess my sordid past as an orphan. All right, forget it. You guys heard it. I I can't find the the. But yes, he's telling her to do all this shit, and he's like a total top, and. The, the best part is she is also, but, like, she submits to him and shit. It's fucking great. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Uh, the story's really great. Um, the narration is amazing. And um, 
I can't wait for Jules and Ruben's book because I we know that's gonna and they talked about them in this book as well about like the how Ruben is like lining shit up to catch Jules. Mm-hmm. He's like manipulating her, and they're gonna go on a they're gonna go on a cross country trip together to do stuff for the coven, and it's fucking great. I can't wait. That has as always been lovely to talk to you guys i really miss our weekly chats um and we're going to get back to that very soon i miss you tori i really do i miss you i haven't spoken to you in a while and i think this episode we've been recording for like close to three hours because i just miss speaking with you about slipping my cock down your throat oh baby oh baby you're the only one i could talk to about this stuff (laughs) I tried to talk to my friend and she told me it was crazy. She judged me so hard. Well, there is no judgment here. Yes. Trigger warning romance is a judgment free zone. To a point, but yes. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Happy one year anniversary to Trigger Warning Romance. And we will see you at some point with the next episode. We don't know what's happening. It's on brand. I'll be on brand. Um, pretty know what I, where our next episode is going to be. You do? I do. What is it? Think about it. We're going to start back up with the quarantine series by Drethy Annis. <gasps> oh, Drethy! Yes. Okay. Milo, my favorite um, kind of crap. Yes, please. Um, and then, like I said, we, I have a couple of guest hosts that are going to be sprinkled in, uh, and I think you're going to love them. So stay tuned. Have a wonderful week, everybody. And we'll see you next time. Take care. Bye.